if you expect your operations manager or your integrator or your online business manager or your product manager to enforce rules that is not common knowledge coming from you, it's going to be very hard for them to make that happen. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline Weick Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me. So that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. So in this episode, I really want to talk about leadership and how you as the visionary CEO steps in and lead your team and lead your audience to really create the transformation that you know that you're here to make. So there is a myth that is floating around in the online coaching world and transformational leadership space that says that you as the visionary CEO should only do the things that are in your zone of genius. And in some ways, almost remove yourself from your team. And I must say that this can oftentimes backfire on you as the CEO and really backfire on the vision that you want to create. In my mind, there's only two job descriptions or two jobs for you as the visionary CEO to really focus on. One is creating the vision of where you want to take the company or where you're heading. And number two, keeping your team accountable to that vision. Now, that may sound like you should manage your team, but visionaries are not managers. So it's not about management, but it is about accountability. And oftentimes, these two things get really muddled together, and they get hard to see which one is what. So I wanted to talk a little bit about this because it's something that I see a lot of seven-figure business owners struggle with. So, you know, I call this podcast Seven Figure Freedom, and it doesn't mean that as soon as you get into seven figures, there's this instant freedom. You know, that it's so different from being in a six-figure business. The reason I call it seven-figure freedom is because that is what I want you to start experiencing in your business. One, to rev up the revenue and the engine and the impact that you make in the world by stepping into a larger business where you're reaching more people and really making bigger difference in the world. And two, do it in such a way and that it gives you a sense of freedom. And that you feel empowered and excited about what is to come. And it's not really about the numbers. Because what I see a lot of seven-figure business owners do is just multiplying the problems that they had at six figures. And they drag them along with them into seven figures. So it doesn't mean that you magically, you know, the problems that you have now in your six-figure business magically disappears when you reach seven figures. They're still there waiting for you unless you change how you are growing your business and how you are approaching the challenges that you are facing, right? And this is really what happens inside the Accelerator program and what we work on the most uh, with our clients is this paradigm shift into looking at the pieces of your business in a completely different way. And also really understanding how the different pieces amplify each other and how they leverage the success of each step and each piece to really create the whole in a much more impactful way. So that's really what this little piece is about leadership. So 
One of the things that I always say when it comes to leadership and keeping your team accountable is that you as the leader has to lead. Okay, that means that you have to set the tone and keep the bar high and set the standard for the level of productivity and accountability that you want to see in your business and with your team members and what is acceptable to you. And then your integrator, project manager can step in and enforce that standard with your team. But here's the thing. If you don't set the tone and you don't really let it be known of what is acceptable and what is unacceptable and correct bad behavior as it happens in your business, and you just leave that up to your project manager or your integrator because you off doing bigger and better things that will absolutely backfire on you as a CEO. It's going to be very hard for your project manager and integrator to enforce rules that was never put in place. It's kind of like, you know, if you're a parent and you have kids and you hire a babysitter to come in, and usually you let your kids stay out to 10 o'clock and they can watch any movies they want, you know, the last two hours before they go to bed on the TV and they can stream whatever they want. And you just let them have free flow, right? Free choice. And then all of a sudden the babysitter comes in and they said, now the kids has to go to bed at 8 p.m. And they can only pick movies from the Disney Channel. What will happen, right? Your kids are going to throw a crazy tantrum, yell and scream, and be quite upset. Now, if the babysitter comes in and actually enforces the rules that you already have in place, there's very little drama right? Your kids just fall in line because they know what the rules are. And that's, of course, is a slight simplistic way of looking at it, but it actually applies very well to your team. So if you expect your operations manager or your integrator or your online business manager or your product manager to enforce rules that is not common knowledge coming from you, it's going to be very hard for them to make that happen. So oftentimes, I hear CEOs tell me that we told them of our requirements for giving a raise, but I still gave the raise without enforcing those requirements. And again, you can't be a backseat driver here. You have to actually be in the driving seat leading the way and letting the team know what your expectations are and what your expectations are around races and what are requirements to be qualified to receive a raise. Then your product manager, operations manager can step in and just point to the agreements. So the other piece here is that we manage agreements. We do not manage people. Okay, we manage agreements. So the agreements that you put in place, the policies and procedures, the standard that you agree to and that you hold your team to becomes uh, the golden rule that everything is measured against. And when that happens, team members step in and are quite excited to live at that standard. And they're quite excited to contribute and step it up and reach the bar that you keep raising and make you proud. They take pride in the work that they do. It's very similar to another cheesy parent analogy to when you have rules and guidelines for your kids that gives them a sense of safety. 
and actually a sense of freedom as well. They know what the parameters are and how much they can sway and they can test the limits, but they also know that they got to be safe. They're not going to get hurt. They're not going to fall and tumble without you being there catching them. And it gives them a sense of freedom to explore, maybe even going further than they have done on their own without those guardrails in place. So you want to do the same for your team. You want to put really clear guardrails in place so they know what the parameters are for being successful in your business. And this is something that only you, the CEO, truly can make happen in your business. It doesn't mean that you have to do all the heavy lifting. You can literally have your operations manager, your product manager, your online business manager, step in and build out the systems and policies and write them up and put, pull them all together based on the conversations you have with them. And then you step in and make sure it's all up to par to exactly your standards and what you're looking for. And once you sign it off, you then introduce it to your team and say, here's the law of the land. And now your operations manager and product manager can actually enforce it and keep your team accountable to that vision that you've created together. That's a piece that oftentimes is forgotten. So right now, you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in, and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company, and really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. Another example of this is that back in the day when I used to work in a chiropractic office, I used to do the financial consults and sell year-long packages and did sales conversations all day long. And one of the things that I had the doctor do every single time is that they would oftentimes firm up the recommendations for the patient, firm up the financial payment plan, what they would be paying for those services that they recommended. And at that point, they would walk the patient into my office and repeat the agreement that I just made with that patient in front of the patient, handing them off to me, turning to the patient and letting the patient know, hey, I'm passing you on to Madeline. You're in great hands. She's brilliant. She's going to take great care of you. And now the patient and I were on the same page. And I could proceed and actually enforcing the vision that the doctor had just passed on to me. Now, without this very simple step, Oftentimes, patients would come back to my office and they would say, well, the doctor said this, I'm not so sure, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore, and they would switch through on me. They would switch things up, and I didn't know what had been said in the consultation room in the back office, so I had no way of actually enforcing the rules and enforcing the agreements. and so. That becomes really tricky. And this is what happens for your project manager, operations manager, 
when you are not out in front leading the way with the policies and procedures that they are keeping your team accountable to. And so there's two things that happens when you don't have clear policies and procedures in place for your team. Number one, your team will over time go rogue, meaning that they will set their own policies and procedures. They'll set their own standards and they'll decide what is important and what is a priority. And they might even be doing a quite a good job in their position and deliver a good product. But if you step in and said, hey, can we change this? Or I really think that we need to up-level how we're doing this. They will dig in their heels and might even get pissed off that you don't appreciate all the hard work they've done to make it so. And very often, if you push it, they'll quit and they'll walk out the door because they have started to rely so heavily on their own ideas of what it should look like, that what you believe needs to happen is not that important anymore for them. And they actually feel criticized and judged and unappreciated when you tell them that things need to change. So that's one thing that happened. And when this happens, not only does the team member go rogue and they are hard to then kind of reset and readjust and get them back on track in the right direction of where you want them to head, but they oftentimes will own all of the procedures and policies in their head. Oftentimes, there's no standard operational procedures that have been written down. There's no system and procedures that I actually are following that somebody else can follow. And so you oftentimes become kind of a hostage situation where all the knowledge that you need to run that specific position is in one of your employees' head. And when they leave, you are pulled in to figure out their role, figure out what the policies and procedures has been and what they should be, and then reconstruct somewhat of a policies and procedures that you agree with to retrain somebody new. And this is very costly. It's very cumbersome. And obviously, it's not the best use of you, the CEO, time. And so oftentimes, these breakdowns that happen on the back end, we blame that on the fact that you as a CEO did not stay in your zone of genius and you got pulled into the weeds. And we say, you know, you need some buffers. You need somebody else who does those things for you. But like I said, you can't circumvent the leadership piece here. You can't circumvent you needing to set the record and the standards for your business and your team. And if you don't do that, these things will continue to happen and you'll actually will continue to get pulled in into these cumbersome situations with your team members. Another thing that sometimes happens is that a CEO in this situation who is frustrated because they keep getting pulled into the weeds and now all of a sudden they're training the client care person or they're doing something else that seems completely ridiculous use of their time in their business that now they are like dying to hand this off to somebody else. Just can't wait to have an operations manager that can just take it all off their plate and just do it for them. And so they hire somebody and they tell this person that they need better rules and the team has gone rogue and they're not following the policies and procedures and things have not, you know, needs to be reestablished and handled and 
you know, they're really looking for somebody to can step in and keep the team accountable to what needs to happen and keep the deadlines on track. And so this project manager, operations manager step in and they are strong arming your team. They are telling them what the rules are and what needs to happen. And it's like a new sheriff in town. But your team is kind of taken back because this is the first I heard of this stuff. Even though all of these policy and procedures has been neatly packed away inside your standard operational procedures or in some manual that you had. And even though it's been there all along, because it hasn't really been enforced, it catches the team off guard. And now they are pissed off at your new project manager and operations manager, and they will dig in their heels and rebel. And it will oftentimes show up in weird ways where your team members might get into a little bit of a catfight with each other. They might ostracize the project manager and operations manager. And oftentimes, this will be invisible to you as the CEO in the business until it gets really bad. But most of the time, what it will look like for you on the outside looking in and a little bit removed is that the operations manager or project manager is not doing their job. They're not getting stuff done. You are still dealing with the same problems that you always dealt with with your team. They are still not staying accountable. The policies and procedures that sitting in your SOP library is still not being utilized effectively. And you are frustrated because now you've forked over $70,000, $100,000 for an operations manager that is not delivering. And you're wondering what the problem is. And so how do you remedy that situation once these different symptoms have showed up in your business where either you invested in an operations manager to take care of these issues and nothing is happening, or you have a team that has gone rogue. The biggest thing you need to do is kind of come clean and go to your team and say, listen, I've been a little lackadaisic. I let stuff go. And it has really impacted our business. I'm not able to grow the business because I keep getting pulled into the weeds. And we're not able to make the kind of impact that we really want to be making and the difference that we want to be creating in the world. And I made a commitment to make that more important. And so that means that we have to figure out how we are going to do these things more effectively and with more purpose. And then you lay down the law. You let them know. So from now on, this is how it's going to be. This is what needs to happen. I'm bringing in an operations and product manager who's going to lay this out and help us really implement this. And this means that we're all going to have to make changes and adjust and step it up. Now, here's the thing. It's going to be a little painful at first because when you do this, some of your team members are going to be ready to make this shift with you. But many, if they got a rogue and they dug in their heels and they're resisting a change because they feel judged, and I don't feel like you're appreciating all the work that they put into your business and how much energy and effort, and they feel quite entitled to acknowledgement around all the work that they've done that you never even asked them to do. They built out their own policies and procedures and set their own standards and created their own systems and 
you know, created their own priorities and that was never asked of them. And now you're not happy with how they did it. And so many of them will leave. Many of them will move on. And so you really do need to have a plan as you're walking into these kind of situations. But these are some of the hidden things that we oftentimes don't realize are a leadership issue in our businesses. It just seems like it's a disorganization issue. And there's some of that, but it's really looking at these bottlenecks and cleaning them up and figuring out how to implement strategically the changes that need to take place. And of course, being able to recruit if team are leaving so that you can fill the gaps very quickly and then reestablish the new policies and procedures and raise the standard to a level that is really where you know it needs to be. And this is not an easy thing to do on your own. You know, this is what we do very effectively with our clients inside the Accelerator program where we actually help you, one, noticing the little nuances and the little back-end hassles and symptoms that show up when this is going on in your business. And also really strategically map out a plan so that you can fill the positions and gaps in your business with capable team members that can raise the bar for you and really build your seven-figure plus business for you. And it takes a little bit of work in the front end. But once you dig in and you resolve some of these bigger issues very quickly, within the first 90 days, you have solved about 80% of the bottlenecks in your business and your business will grow very rapidly. That's what we see over and over and over again. So if this is interesting to you to have these deep conversation about leadership and maybe you're recognizing yourself in some of these stories and maybe you lived through some of these heartaches and headaches of running a team and having a big vision and wanting to make a big impact and running into some of these stumbling blocks along the way. You're not alone. I've been there. This is how I learned this stuff. I think learning about team has been my steepest learning curve of everything I've ever done in business. It's been quite difficult. And slowly but surely, I have crawled my way out of the holes and figured out a way of doing this over and over again for our clients and for myself. So if you find yourself in this position, reach out, you know, step into one of our CEO briefings where I really walk you through the steps that we guide our accelerated clients through and reach out, you know, book a call with me. Let's have a conversation. I really would love to support you. This is some of the juiciest conversations that I get to have with my clients and some of my favorite messes to clean up. So until next time. Thanks for tuning in to the 7 Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. Check the show notes for additional resources. Thank you.